Welcome back to another Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady, and we are inside this week. It's a little too windy for a porch chat, but I have brought my friend Joel Emery over, and welcome. First off, Joel, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> it's my first podcast. <laughs> and there has been a lot of talk for the last several years about mental health and sort of erasing the stigma or at least reducing the stigma when it comes to talking about our feelings and getting people to be more open and recognizing in themselves when they're struggling and being able to talk about it a little more publicly. And then the pandemic hit and mental health took a nosedive like never before. And you grabbed the bull by the horns and I think have been a saving grace for anyone in your circle who have needed to have a sounding board. So Joel started this private little Facebook group just for a, a very limited number of friends. So tell me a little about how you got started with that, where the idea came from, what made you want to start this this little sort of support group online? Yeah, um, so for me, um, I have anxiety. I live with anxiety. I came out with my anxiety actually not too long ago. It was about in uh, 2018. Um, and then from there, I've been kind of chronicling my journey with anxiety um, through Facebook, um, kind of using it as like my electronic journal. Um, and then, yes, the, the pandemic hit, like you said, and it hit us very hard. Um, so for me, I've always had this sort of inherent passion to help people mm -hmm. and in any way that I can, whatever it is. Um, so I was kind of, I took a step back and I was like, okay, how can I help? The community because I see so many people stepping up doing different things for the community um, providing different supports and so like I said I just I took a step back and I said okay what can I do here to help people and, and you know obviously I saw a lot of people struggling in the community with their mental health mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what sparked um, my Facebook group which is called Thoughts Untangled CK um, I just wanted to create a, a community driven support group where you could almost say it's it's like a retreat for the mind because since the pandemic hit you know we were were receiving an overwhelming amount of information about the coronavirus you know how it affects us and from all different news outlets and you know whether it's on social media as well and that can just be very overwhelming for mm -hmm. you know your your emotions and 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 even you know physically too because i think what some people forget is that mental health and physical health often talk to one another. Right. Yeah. So I just, I, I wanted to create a safe space for whether someone was just looking to escape from it all, um, just to exhale, just to find some sort of safe haven for themselves and also to, um, kind of untangle their thoughts right? if they want to, because you know, it's completely go at your own pace type of Facebook group. Um, you can just be a silent observer, just absorbing the content that's being shared. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I created that space. And you have no specific training when it comes to therapy or like the, the medical side of mental health. This is just personal experience. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, don't, uh, <laughs> don't call me up looking right. for professional help. That's, uh, 
not what I, I would be happy to speak to you, but uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more, but yes, no, I, I just speak from my own experiences. And I think that that is so important for, because I have also struggled for on and off for years with anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. And having someone that you feel comfortable talking to, it doesn't have to be a therapist. It doesn't have to be a priest or a parent or whatever, just as long as you have someone that you can talk to Mm -hmm. without there being the judgment. And Mm -hmm. I think that the space that you've created, and I'm I'm sure there are others in other other groups and other forums who've done similar things, where finding a place for people to feel safe talking about what they're struggling with is so important. Yes. So where where did this go for you? How did, I mean, because you started this group and yeah. then you do like weekly check-ins with people where there's not really a lot of expectations. It's just, you know, yeah. put a certain color of heart to tell me how you're doing this week. And it's very, very easygoing, I find. So what's been the, the buy-in for, for you from the friends? And are you getting good feedback from it? Yes, uh, I've heard from a few of uh, the members in there that they enjoy, um, you know, with the, the, the weekly check-ins that happen on Monday. And also just the information that I share. So what I try to, I try and do at least a few posts a week, mm-hmm. but I also don't want it to feel forced at, right. as well, um, because then I feel like they will detect that kind of artificial part of it. And right. I, I never want it to feel like that. I want it to come from a place where either I've read a book or if I experienced something or I've read something on the internet that could be helpful to the group. Um, so... Yeah, I've, I've heard some great feedback from people saying that they enjoy, um, you know, sharing their thoughts and opinions on certain things and and that they, they, they like to go to the space and just unload if they need to. Or they just like to go and just see what other people are saying and what things are being shared and then how they can take that and apply it to their life without mm-hmm. having to be so interactive with it. Because like I, like I said, it's go at your own pace. You can be silent, you can be active, it's up to you, you know, because I feel that if you let them have that control, then that's when they'll feel safe. Right. Not when you're forcing it upon anybody. For sure, yeah, because yeah. then you lose the organicness yes. of it. And, and the, absolutely. And the natural flow of conversation. Yes. And one thing that I've noticed just from, from my own experience when I've felt brave enough, I guess is the right word, um, to actually go online and post my feelings and what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one thing for yourself to sort of unload that and, and it, it takes a lot to be able to get that out there and tell people that you're struggling and, and get into the nitty gritty of what it is that's bringing you down. But then you, the feedback that you get from people being like, oh my gosh, I struggle with that too. And mm-hmm. has there been a lot of that where people are sort of like interacting with each other? Like, hey, that's something that I've noticed. Hey, that's something that I'm feeling. Yes. Yeah, so I've noticed, um, especially with, so every Monday, um, I call it Mood Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's a graph that I actually saw on the internet where you tell everyone, and again, it's up to you whether you want to participate or not. Um, But you tell everyone how you're feeling based on um, a certain colored heart, so the heart emojis. And so, you know, red is the top one, and that is, I'm feeling really great. And then purple's the bottom one, and it says, I need to reach out for support. Um, So I noticed in the beginning, um, people were, you know, sharing their hearts, um, and then sometimes they would add a little bit of context to it as why they were feeling that way. And then I think after the first few Mood Mondays, that's Mm. when I saw people interacting 
with the other members, whether it was just simply, you know, sending them a care um, reaction right. now that there's... Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank God for that care reaction. <laughs> thank you, Facebook, for that. Um, but, you know, whether it's even just as simple as that care reaction, mm-hmm. um, or I see people actually replying to them and saying, you know, even as sorry as, or as simple as, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Whether they can relate to it or not, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, whether you can relate to someone or someone's situation or not, just expressing a few words of encouragement or of care yeah. can make all the difference in the world. And so that's what I've been noticing now since, I think it's been since April, um, that people are interacting more and feeling, I think, a little bit more um, open with their feelings. And, um, and I think that's how it happens, you know, organically, once they get a sense of what the group is like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and when other people start to open up, then I think that, you know, encourages other people to open up as well. Yeah. Yeah. And because I think that the idea of it being a safe space is key to Mm -hmm. people being able to open up because... In the last four or five months, the internet has become a terrible, toxic place. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. We've we've talked about this on a couple oh. of other episodes. That I don't know what it is about being in isolation or in quarantine that makes people so angry at other people. Yes. And it's it blows my mind every time. I'm like, wow. You, like, you know, reading through the comments on news articles and whatever. It's like, whoo, you've got a lot of issues right now that maybe you need to work out before you start unloading on, yes. you know, a journalist or someone who won't wear a mask or someone who will wear a mask. And there's just, there's so much animosity that's yes. built up. Yeah. And, and I think that has, uh, that has a huge impact on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not uh, personally part of those conversations, but when you're reading those comments oh. and seeing some of the negative stuff, you know, you might start to internalize that a little bit because then, like, especially for me who has anxiety where, you know, I worry, I have these thoughts and I worry about certain things. And then to me, it's like, oh, are they making a judgment on me because I'm not, to- I'm not doing that or yeah. I am doing that. So it's just... Yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. It is the way that our world is. Um, I think it's just because maybe people are feeling so isolated that they're stewing in their own thoughts and not maybe actually thinking about it before they actually speak. Yeah. Um, But, and that's the thing. I think so many people often forget that it's okay to have different opinions. We can still respect each other. Totes. But I think... I feel like respect has been totally thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, and, and, and people need to get back to that. That, hey, we can be friends mm-hmm. and have different opinions. Or not even friends. We can just be community members and have different opinions and respect each other. Because you know what? This is uncharted waters for us all. Yeah. And some of us are still going to kind of float in our boats a, a little while longer, idly by. Some of us are going to venture out a little bit more. And I think... I think it was in- inevitable for that to happen. That It wasn't that we we're all going to make this pact and say, we're all going to do this at once. Yeah. No, there's going to be people who are going to test the waters a little bit sure. more. And so I think when you're constantly, um, you know, expressing your opinion without regard for anyone else's opinion, then all you're trying to do is capsize their boat with the weight of your words. You're not trying to respect the 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 course they were they're trying to chart you know it's just 
we just we need to continue you know respecting each other even if we have different opinions yeah um, because even though we're going through similar and different situations we're still all in this together right yeah so what has been probably the the most surprising thing to you about how we as a community we as individuals are being affected by the pandemic mentally like are there anything that you're like whoa i was not expecting that to be the thing that sunk me this week you know what i I don't think there's been anything that I've been, I think, shocked about in a negative way. Yeah. I think I've been, and not that I was shocked, but that I was in awe of how the community has rallied together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I, especially, you know, people have been finding different ways to help each other mm -hmm. and still respecting the physical distancing yeah, and yeah. everything else in place. So that I was just, I think that moments like this really sh shows what a community strength is. And that strength is when we can rally together in different ways. And so I think over these last, you know, however months, you know, what day is it even today? <laughs> right. Which is a question I think so many people have been asking. Um, but it's just been amazing to see what the community has done for each other. Um, yeah, I can't think of, I'm trying to think of something that where I was totally like, oh my God, like, why is this happening? More just going back to what we're talking about, just comments and things that yeah. people have said. That's, I think been the most shocking to me yeah it's just some of those comments out there that I feel that are not very informed comments and 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 that's the thing too I I feel that you can have an opinion anyone can have an opinion about anything but mm -hmm. there's a difference between having an opinion and an informed opinion yeah and it's when those opinions that just you know they're just saying what's on their mind regardless of how it's being said or whatnot that's what yeah some of those really yeah um negative comments that yeah. i think has been the most shocking yeah. yeah and i from uh you and i have obviously everyone has different perspectives on how the pandemic has been you've been pretty much on your own with because you live on your own so you're mm -hmm. when you're at home you're by yourself and yeah. you're and i mean that's got to have its own struggles that go with it that you know you're in your house and you're you're making videos of yourself dancing because what the hell else are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I am, um, as we have discussed, I'm a mother of two and I've been home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And so that, that sort of had its own issues that have caused me a lot of stress and a lot of worry for the kids. And I thought I was doing relatively okay with stuff. And, you know, like we knew school wasn't going to be coming back. We knew that this was, you know, we were going to be doing the online for the duration of the year. And we were chugging along and everything was going as well as it could. And then one day I got a letter from the school saying, um, here's a refund for your pizza orders for the kids because they can't come back and we're not having pizza lunches. And I bawled for half an hour. And, you know, it's, it's not like it was even a big deal. It's pizza money. Yay, I got my pizza money back. <laughs> But just the idea of it being such a an unceremonious end that like, okay, it's over, done, here's your check, off yep. you go. And it was just, I think that was just such a little thing 
that affected me. It did, the kids didn't even care. They're like, well, we can have pizza whenever we want. We don't right. have to wait for Wednesdays. But it just, it was, it crushed me mm-hmm. to think of, so, you know, that it was just done and it was over and yeah. that was just the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it seemed so very weird to me that that was the thing that sunk me that yeah. week, that pizza orders. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's that tie to what that life that we had yeah. before all this. And, you know, they cut that final tie and it probably just like, you know, was the final straw that broke the yeah. camel's back kind yeah, of yeah. thing, eh? And yeah, it's, but that's the thing. It's those little things that, um, you know, you're allowed to grieve those things, you know, whether it's, you know, the pizza lunches or, you know, it's, it's, it's going out to a concert or, you know, going out of town for a weekend, mm-hmm. you know, we're allowed to grieve those things and then try to then move forward with this new way of life that we've been presented with. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity and obviously we've seen that already where, you know, people are taking this new, um, this new normal and, and seeing what it is that we can create out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been amazing too. So what do you do now for just in, in terms of for your own mental health these days, how are you keeping yourself afloat? So, um, yeah, I'm doing, it's, it's multiple things. My go-to and has always been is exercising. Yeah. So I've always just exercised at home. Um, I find it just, it really does keep my anxiety in check, you know, getting those endorphins running Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So that's my go-to because I do notice if I don't work out for a few days that I I do feel it mentally and physically. Um, but other things that I like to do just to keep that in check is even just listening to music. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of therapy that can be found in music and, and songs and, um, and just listening to instruments and things like that. Um, and another one for me is reading, um, whether it's just reading some sort of informative book or reading just a fictional book and, mm-hmm. and, and allowing your mind to focus on something else than the thoughts and things that are swirling in there. Mm-hmm. I find that's, you know, sometimes it's not always easy for someone, but if you just allow yourself to do even a small task, um, you know, even folding laundry is, you know, sometimes that's not a fun thing to do. <laughs> um, but the smallest task can help in the biggest way because yeah. you're allowing your mind to focus on something else than what you were focusing on before. For which, sure. Um, might not have been, you know, um, totally positive for you but yeah those are the things that I, I try and and uh or I shouldn't say try that I I, I do just to keep that to keep my anxiety in check yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I find um it's because I'm with the kids all the time my biggest thing is sitting out on the porch mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. you know I take 20 minutes if god if I can get 20 minutes that's like the glory angels are singing um but you know i just tell the kids i'm going outside i need some mummy time and they're like okay and so i just go out and i sit with like a drink or whatever and i just close my eyes and i listen to the birds and i try and count how many different sounds i can hear you know like that's that tree rustling that's that tree rustling in the breeze that's the sound of a bird over there that's a cardinal that's over there and just sort of trying to almost break things down to like as small particles that I can get and then that sort of grounds me more that I'm like completely immersing myself in just the quiet noise of the street and because we are in a fairly quiet residential area so there's not like a lot of traffic there's not a lot of city noise so it's I don't know I think that the 
nature has a lot of healing properties and just being able to sit and breathe and not be you know inundated with twitter and with facebook and Mm -hmm. the news and the kids and responsibility in general and just being able to cut all that off for as long as humanly possible (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's it, it you know slows the heart rate down and gets you just sort of a little more centered so then you can go back and deal with all of the other crap again yeah absolutely yeah. does your does your uh, husband does he uh if you don't get those 20 minutes does he <laughs> try and give you the the remaining of that uh, time or... he does he does yeah. he's really good with that yeah keep your He'll... children you know <laughs> he's like i'll take the kids to bed tonight okay you just sit and you have some time yeah. but yeah he knows the second he comes in the door after work and he's like ah oh, it's been a day has it <laughs> yeah it's been a day yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean that's that's just life too that that's how. Yeah. Every day is a it can be a struggle if if it regardless of whether you're in a pandemic or not. But, yeah, exactly. But yeah, and just being able to find something that works for you yes. is is key, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. With your group, um, one of the things we talked about this that you do is every once in a while you'll find a book that's been really helpful to you. Yes. And was it last week or the week before you mentioned this book that I want to talk about called The Courage to Be Disliked. Yes. (laughs) And this has been like just the idea of it, of being disliked and being cool with that Mm -hmm. and is huge. Mm -hmm. Like, because I mean, I, I think I am... Maybe more than than some people, but we all try really hard to make people happy. I think, or at least you would. I would like to think that yes. we all try. And make Me too. Happy. Yeah. But with that, there goes the you know. I want to make people happy, but if you're not happy, that's somehow my fault. Yes. And I think that there's there's a lot of weight that mm-hmm. goes with that being disliked. So tell me about this book because it's cool. Yes, <laughs> it was, and. Uh, I, yeah, I just, I was at Walmart one day and just decided to peruse to give myself a little bit of time just to, <laughs> instead of going, feeling like I just had to go in and get out and right. like, you know, don't touch anyone, don't look at anyone, <laughs> don't anything, you know, just when it was, you know, really in the thick of the pandemic, yeah. even though, you know, it's still happening and it's still scary. But For yeah, sure. so I went and I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself a little bit of time just to peruse the books. And then, yeah, I just came across this one. Um, the cover really... Um, attracted me as well. It's just a beautiful, simple book. Um, but uh, I guess it's a very popular book. I have not heard of it before. No, neither did I. It's this Japanese phenomenon um, that draws its narrative from this uh, psychotherapist years and years and years and years ago, whose name is Alfred Adler or Adler. And yes, it. and the way that the book is presented is... Um, a conversation with a philosopher and a youth. Um, And what it really focuses on, even though the title is called The Courage to be Disliked, it really doesn't talk about being disliked until about the halfway point Mm. in the book. What it really focuses on is interpersonal relationships. So whether that's, you know, with your kids, your husband, your friends, just any interpersonal relationships that you have. And the statement that it makes is all problems are interpersonal relationship problems. And then so, like I said, it it draws on that uh, psychology from that uh, psychotherapist um, and it just dives deep into those interpersonal relationships and how you can find freedom and happiness from being disliked. 
because one of the things it, it, it talks about is the separation of tasks. So that is, for example, if someone doesn't like you, that's not your task. Mm. That's their task. Because all you can do is present yourself the way that you present yourself to anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, share your whatever it is that you want to share. And what they do with that, that's up to them. As hard as it might be for, you know, someone like us or other people that it's like, oh, but no, I swear I'm a great <laughs> <Right>? person. Like, <laughs> why I, I don't just, you love yes, me? Yes, I love people and why can't you? But you know what? As we know, there's people out there that, you know, they might just not see eye to eye with you. And, and again... That's their task. And I think there was something very freeing about that mm. with me and trying to remind myself of that, that, yeah, you know what? That is none of my business. That is in, totally in their control. Um, I can just feel good about how I present myself and walk away from that. Yeah. And however they choose to walk away, again, that is their task. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it really talks about just those interpersonal relationships and, and how to find happiness and freedom. And one of the theories that came uh, across, which I shared in the group, was trauma does not exist. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> okay. I need to read more about this. Right? Because I was like, I, I've had some trauma and I think that it does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's where I feel like a lot of my anxiety <laughs> comes from is just from past experiences that I've yeah. had that were traumatic for me. Um, but it, it goes deeper. It will, I should say it explains that, you know, the personal experiences you've had in the past doesn't necessarily mean that they don't kind of, um, form your personality or that they're not influences. Mm -hmm. It says that they are strong influences, what you have gone through in the past. For sure. But it says it's the meaning that you give to those experiences that define mm -hmm your life so that's why it says that it's it's not it's not that trauma doesn't exist it's just the meaning you give to right. those the weight of it yeah exactly and I was like wow okay so it really made me whether I agree with that theory or not mm -hmm. it's I always find it fascinating to listen to other people's perspectives on just really anything in life um, so when I read that it just it really made me take a, a step back and just reassess the experiences that I've gone through and say, okay, was that trauma or is it just the meaning that I gave them? Mm. And it just, it's just, it's very eye opening. And I think it just, it, it helps you develop more as a human being yeah. and, and to grow. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't think I'm doing this book justice, but it's just, <laughs> it was a really fascinating read. Yeah. I definitely need to pick that up. Yes. I think we've all, Sort of at times we lose that that idea that, you know, what you think of me is not my problem. Yeah. And that, you know, what, what you may have done to me is not my problem. It's how I respond or it's how you respond. Mm -hmm. and that, you know, taking ownership for what you actually have control over. Yes. And not giving too much power to the things that you really don't have control over. Yeah. And I think that that it goes so far in trying to maintain some sort of balance in your life. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I like what you said there, how, you know, um, what, whatever you've gone through in the past, um, it's what I do after that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where, you know, some of my past experiences, um, which were, you know, distressing um, for me, you know, I don't blame 
anyone in my past for that, you know, that they, you know, those are the actions they took and, you know, and that's where, you know, they just have to live with that. I take responsibility for the actions I take after that. Right. And, and, and how I decide to process those feelings and whether I decide to process them in a more positive way or in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, no matter what I go through in my life, uh, you know, I always try to, to take those experiences and just allow myself to feel them whether they're negative or positive, and then try and move forward from there in, in the best way that I can. Um, and not let it affect who I feel that I am at my core. Mm. Yeah. 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 So moving forward in pandemic life now, <laughs> uh, because, I mean, we're not through. We're not no. done. We're not, we're not out in the clear by any stretch now, regardless of what some people may seem to think. Mm-hmm. But do we... How? How do we do this? How do we do we keep with that same level of, I don't want to say intensity, but the same level of checking in? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we maintain that so that we're looking after ourselves and trying to look after our friends? So for me, I think it's just continuing, however it is that you're currently doing it, continue doing that. So whether it is, you know, you're logging on to social media, finding, you know, a, a support group, Um, whether it is you're just texting friends or you're calling them or maybe even emailing people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not so much of an emailer myself, (laughs) uh, just for work, but I feel like, yeah, that's, uh, to me, I don't know why I feel like it's an antiquated (laughs) way of communicating, but short and sweet and to the point. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um, it's not losing those connections that you have already made because once you start to lose those connections and that's when you might start to spiral again. Right. Um, Because uh, as I said earlier, it's just a simple word or phrase of encouragement to someone could make that person's entire day more positive. Right. Like, and and I think that, you know, I I don't want to sound cliche in saying that, but we we hear that so often that one, like a compliment, Mm -hmm. um, you know, can just change a person's entire day. And I truly believe that words are powerful. They're, you know, they're, they're unlimited, the right. words that we have. Um, it's just up to you and how you, ch- how you want to use those words. Yeah. And I feel that um, if you continue to use those in a positive way, not just for, you know, not just for others, but also for yourself, mm-hmm. then I think that's how we'll get through this is just staying connected in those ways that we already have and just continuing on that path. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that now that we're starting to to open up a little more and restrictions are sort of easing as we go and people are, some people trying to get back to the way things were before. Yeah. And I feel that there's been so much, so much that's changed, but so much that has been made better or at least clearer about the importance of looking after yourself and checking in on your friends yes. that we had never really taken the time to do before. Mm-hmm. And so even if you are going back to work or you're, you know, you're seeing your friends more, you're traveling more, you're seeing people in person more, the need to keep reaching out and making sure that everybody else is okay and making sure that you are okay yes. is still so important. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's the other important piece is self-care. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we've, I think we've touched upon that throughout this conversation, but 
just to reiterate that is that self-care is so important Mm -hmm. you need to give yourself that space and that time and however you choose to use that space and time and that's up to you um but make sure that you do do that it's so easy for us to forget to do that Mm -hmm. but then but then that's when you start to feel you know down whether it's physically mentally it's just so if you're that type of person who you know is very caring and loves to reach out to people, make sure that you're feeling okay before you do that because then you might not have that energy to reach out to other people as right. much as you want to mm-hmm. and you want to make sure everyone's okay but you need to make sure. It's I find it's one of the, for me, one of the few times you need to be a little bit selfish where take care of yourself and then once you take care of yourself, you're allowed to take care of others. Yeah, and I think that's something a lot of us have grown up not necessarily believing it that Mm -hmm. you you have to look out for others first and that looking out for yourself is selfish and that that's a bad thing to do yes you can't it's there's that whole cliche about you know you can't give from an empty jug and that if you want to make sure that you're you have enough to give to other people you got to fill yourself up first yeah yeah exactly and i think this pandemic has has brought on a, a lot of opportunities for us and one of them is that time to the luxury to reassess our lives Mm -hmm. and okay what were we doing what was not working before yeah how do I change that what was working and will it still work yeah you know in this post-pandemic world whatever that may look like so you know I hope you know people out there have you know used that time to to do that because it's it's very important yeah I agree I agree so much and yeah having a little dignity a little grace and a little kindness Yes. So far. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Joel. It has been a pleasure chatting with thank you. you. Hopefully we can get you back someday yes. and we'll talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening once again. We'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.